Hello and welcome to Alien Minute, the daily podcast where we are analyzing aliens in short controlled bursts. I'm John Engel. And I'm Jason Heck. And today we are going to be tackling Minute 38, which begins with Apone and the Marines continuing into the facility and ends with Vasquez surveying a corridor. It sounds like there's a lot that's going to happen in this minute. There's a ton that's going to happen in this minute. I don't even know if we have time to introduce Chris Eliopoulos, our guests, but we'll, we'll take a sec. We need a third man to tackle this one. Cartoonist Chris Eliopoulos back with us again. Thanks for coming back. Hey, thanks. I have a whole minute of nothing going on. So let's... <laughs> Much like our movie. Much like our movie. So we're entering into this minute and the door's jammed, right? Figuratively and on screen. They've, they've got to... Uh, they've, yeah, they've got to muscle the doors open. Uh, a Marine on each side. And I think that's going to do it. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Alien Minute I, I have it's... one note, one criticism note. You ready to hear it? <laughs> Fire away, please. And draw it out. Okay. So they just came from a big rainstorm outside. Uh-huh. Vasquez's hair is perfectly coiffed, not even slightly but wet. She has a lot of product in it, right? Doesn't It's kind of like gelled back. Yeah, it's future gel. It's oh, completely I don't know about that. I don't know about unflappable. That. If you're going um, into an yes. alien territory to kill some aliens you got to make sure your hair looks good colonial marine sponsored by studio line by l'oreal all right that'll do it for our minute and uh <laughs> well wait a minute hold on I, so so they do pull the door open here and, and vasquez and is reveal. the lead with the smart gun again lead we've made a real point that i mean obviously cameron intentionally has had vasquez be the lead like pretty much the lead at, at this point she's kind of the leader of the grunts right like we've She's been kind of the alpha in every situation so far. She's the way she's framed up in that debriefing scene. She's front and center. Right? Yeah, we have not had Hicks come into his own yet. So Vasquez has really kind of been the ballsiest of the Marines, always out front. Yep. So she or she's out front again, and we get the doors opened, and we get this reveal of the of the corridor inside the colony, and it's a lot of damage. Like right away, they wanted to sell us on the idea. It wasn't a slow buildup of oh. Looks a little damaged. Oh, we found more damage. They give us a lot of damage right up front. That's kind of an interesting choice, right? Well, I think it really continues the haunted house vibe, right? You're you're going into a place. How, how creepy is a house if you go in and, and not much has gone on? But if you go into a place and all the furniture's broken, the windows are busted out, it's going to be a lot scarier, right? If it looks like something horrible has happened, and that's also the vibe here. We, we know that something catastrophic has befallen the base, which didn't look apparent on the outside. You see, I, I'm wondering, though, as far as a haunted house, you enter the haunted house, isn't it a little bit more eerie if it seems somewhat normal for at least a beat or two? I just and then you wasn't. slowly... Re yeah, I know you said that, but I'm going to disagree. Well, and I mean, say, isn't it more effective if you get hints at damage here you always before you see this? We're not in the same room. That's when you have the nerve to disagree with me is when we're I, in the same room. I pretty much disagree with you when we're in the same room as well. Uh, so, I, <clears> most I times. Yeah, well, I mean, something could be said because, I mean, we're going to deal with a minute coming up, but where they see that it looks like something happened when they were just kind of hanging around and in, in, in the middle of their day. Like, you know, so later on we see them with the, you know, the cups of coffee and the half-eaten donut. Like, this just – something happened just now, like, that took them away from, you know, where they were. Is that the way to go? Do you start with that where you go, hey, where'd everybody go? And it looks like it's half-eaten donut. And then you get to the damage, or is it damaged then to the, hey, they were in the middle of just relaxing when this happened? So – you know, it's a choice I think he made. 
Yeah, I think there's. I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying this is a bad choice for this movie. I'm just saying in the haunted house, like the creepy, eerie sort of buildup of suspense idea, maybe you hold off on the damage a little bit. I think what he was trying to do here was have a little shock for the Marines. Like they walk in, you know, okay, the doors don't open. Okay, we can deal with that. Get the door open. But when you see like the ceiling is completely caved in right in front of the door and all this damage right away. Maybe it's a it's a holy shit moment for the Marines that he was really trying to provide here more than suspense. We're already getting suspense. We're still going to get suspense. We still won't know exactly what happened here. I just think that there's two ways to look at it as far as a suspense building moment. And surprise for the audience, too, right? Because as far as we knew what she said, you know, they, they know external damage and they still have power. And to see something so catastrophic when they actually just open what appear to be doors that are intact that just may not have power and to see something so horrifying inside is is kind of a shock for the audience too it lets us know that that something really horrible has happened right and we've never seen this before right in alien we never get big cataclysmic you know battle damage to the nostromo or anything we don't see that effect the alien having that kind of an effect itself or nobody was you know other than actually blowing up the ship we didn't really get that with the nostromo so this is a different kind of uh, confrontation that's happened. And in, the, and in the version that we're watching and talking about, we haven't even seen the colony before. So I guess it would have a different effect, too, had we you know, insert the Hadley's Hope sequence in the director's cut. And now we're getting a juxtaposition. The last time we saw Hadley's Hope, it was a thriving colony. And now suddenly we're getting a total destruction. So there's, there's multiple different ways to look at this damage. And we're going to see you know, this damage throughout the whole rest of the week. But here is where you get it right up front. There's no holding back. Uh, this is a lot of damage. There was something big that happened here. Plus, it ramps up the feelings for the for the you know the characters here. Like they're starting to see, whoa, there's something really bad going on. So they went from fun-loving guys up on the ship down here to being like, oh no, this is really bad. Like something really did happen. You know, because I think at, in the beginning they were like they thought maybe something had happened. They hadn't heard anything, and now they're here and it's you know looking. Like something really bad happened, so maybe yeah, the, really the cockiness, cockiness is gone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, going pretty fast. You know, the the professionalism, yeah, it's fun. It's it's a nice progression because you get that kind of jackassery on the ship and the locker room talk and all that kind of braggadocio. <laughs> Arcturian and then, tank. Yeah, and then you get, um, you know, it big time on the dropship. But when they hit the surface, we talked about it in the previous minutes. They do. They are professional. They do the, know how to do their job, and they they're focused, and they don't seem, um, you know, there's no qui- clever quips going on once the, they get out of the uh, out of the personnel carrier. But then this becomes now that they're inside the facility. Like we don't get it exactly in this minute, but as this series of minutes progress forward into the next of the week, rest of the week, we start to see them being affected by this and a little surprised even. I think in a couple of minutes there's somebody I could talk about that, that seems to be a little surprised by all this and a little taken aback. So, yeah, we're getting a, a nice progression with the Marines and how the, the, they, you know, how they see the situation. And maybe it's not as much of a bug hunt as they thought it was going to be, you know, in the traditional use of the term bug hunt at least. Because it looks like there's lots of firepower used, so or something you know that could kill them. So it gets real serious real quick. 
Well, I got to tell you, that's it for me on this minute. I, I don't have a lot. Of, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a lot else. I've I've frantically been trying to bail on the minute for. I, I was almost going to ask for a lecture on the history of of, of newspaper cartoon strips, uh, but I decided that I would actually try and let the minute speak for itself. But since the minute is almost completely silent, it doesn't really speak for itself. But what we do get, so folks, your takeaways on this minute: marine professionalism, suspense, damage corridor, lights. Uh, one point perspective. Uh, who else uh, used to do? Was it, who else did one a lot of one point perspective in their movies? Did Kubrick used to do that? With the scenes long corridor straight down, everything had to be straight on. Tom Shadyak. Yeah, I'm I'm pushing the limit here on what I can talk about. <laughs> I'm glad we finally we finally brought master auteur Tom Shadyak into this conversation. I was so wow. I mean. We could do Bruce Almighty minute anytime. You, guys you see that? I see the bottom of the barrel. We'll scrape and that thing dry. <laughs> Is there a Fairly Brothers reference in there that we can dig mm-hmm. out? How about Thumb Tannic or Kung Pao? There you go. Wow. Okay, I think we've almost stretched this into 10 minutes. Yeah, Vasquez's so, uh, boy. her um, uh, bandana around her forehead. Let me tell you. Let me Give me 10 minutes on that and I'll talk to you. Right. About right. <laughs> Folks, uh, on behalf of all of us with the podcast, uh, we hope you get your 10 minutes back somewhere else. But, well, maybe it'll be tomorrow. So how about we wrap up minute 38 and move on to tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, Chris, remind everyone uh, where they can find you on Twitter. Uh, Chris Eliopoulos is uh, my Twitter handle, and just look it up. I, I can't even promise you. I, I, I'll try to tell you how to spell it, but you'll never get it. So I'm everywhere. Find me. Find him on Google him, then copy and paste his name, and then put it in the Twitter. There you go. There you go. All right, and you can find us at AlienMinute.com or on Instagram at AlienMinutePodcast, on Twitter at AlienMinutePod. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's going to do it for Minute 38. We'll see you tomorrow for Minute 39.